0: Right. Well, that's what they always say. If you don't like the weather, give it a minute and then it will break a record.
1: We went from ice storm to 82 degrees yesterday and it's going to be uh, beautiful.
0: We'll talk to our guest, Diane Mayer from the St. Louis Jewish Film Festival in just a second. Then around minute 18, we'll talk The Batman. Around minute 44, after Yang and Lucy and Desi. Around minute 46 where you can see the Oscar nominated films around minute 51. We'll talk no exit. And then around minute 57, all the award shows that are coming up. And then around one hour, you'll hear about our newest contest for Mr. Blue sky tickets.
1: So can spring be really here? I don't think so. But... No,
0: Cause there'll always be one more. Cause then the, some people will put out their plants and then they'll be one more cold snap in April And then the plants will die and they'll like, why did I, what happened? And because they should, you should not put your plants out until the weather people tell you it's okay to put your plants out.
1: Well, I know what you're going to be doing this weekend because it's the annual Arch Madness and you are going to be at the enterprise
0: center working all weekend, all weekend. I'll be there.
1: But Even though my alma mater, Illinois State, is in it, I uh, sadly won't be there, but I'm going to be watching movies because there's a lot more going on now. And also, we have the St. Louis Jewish Film Festival from March 6th through 13th. And if you are unfamiliar with the St. Louis Jewish Film Festival... It is really a, a terrific lineup of films. They have 13 features and documentaries this year. And it is not for those who think, oh, well, I'm not Jewish, so I can't get anything out of this. That is incorrect because I've been paying attention to this for a couple of years now. And uh, although they went virtual during the I always call it the pre-vaccine pandemic as opposed to post-vaccine pandemic, um, but it is really universal themes. And uh, it it, it does talk about faith, but also really relevant ideas. And we're gonna get into the movies that are gonna be focused, but we welcome Diane Mayer of the St. Louis Jewish Film Festival. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for for coming on. Uh, So this year is back in person, correct? No, it's virtual. It is virtual.
2: It's virtual. We were too scared. We were too scared to be live. I mean, right now it seems okay, but back when we were planning it, people were like, "We're not coming to the movies." So
1: I understand that, and I also understand uh, the uh, because theater companies uh, moved. Like for instance, the JCCA, the New Jewish Theater, uh, they moved their production of laughter on the twenty third floor to right. uh, from from uh, earlier this winter to now the end of March, but people were moving everything when the Omicron variant spiked so much. So I understand that because St. Louis Theater Circle, we moved our awards to virtual.
2: Yeah, people are still nervous. Even now people are nervous. So movies are great because we've gotten spoiled anyway. You can watch any of these movies anytime you want. You can pause them and get food or go to the bathroom you can rewind them if you miss something you know we're it's kind of what we're used to in our lives and so this gives you that opportunity you can watch a double you can watch two in a row and create your own double feature whatever you want it's pretty cool
1: well i am excited because i was reading the lineup and also talking to kate marquis she writes about uh, films for the st louis jewish Light and uh I was going through, I said, well, I requested a few of, you know, a few of them. I've I've gotten hooked up for a couple of them, including The Conductor, which, because it's National Women's Month, Women's History Month, too, it's about the conductor, Marin Alsop. And this is a wonderful film, Carl. It is uh, about perseverance and resilience and then the love of music. I love music.
2: Well, she's the first female conductor. And, you know, everybody kept telling her all along the way in her life, you know, girl, there are no female conductors and lucky for her she had a really cool dad who kept saying yeah go ahead you can do this and encouraged her and she kept going let me also tell you an incredible thing is that we have some conversations associated with our films and that's one of them um, I got the director Bernadette Wegenstein of the conductor in conversation so I, what did I do I called the St. Louis symphony I, I figured that would be cool I'll have somebody from the symphony interview her the Our Executive Director of Our St. Louis Symphony, Eric Finley, worked with Marin Alsop, the conductor, for three years in, ba- in Baltimore. I would have never known that. He was so excited. So the conversations are free, um, at, you know, as part of the festival. And I don't know about you, but I love, like, if there's a film I love, and then you can get, like, some of the in depth background ex- information and um so you can watch the film and then you can listen or watch the the talk back and it's a very good one it's probably one of the best ones
1: well that sounds really uh, fantastic uh, the St Louis film festival has been doing that in recent years with the with the virtual Uh and then the hybrid but yeah I I love that because you always find something out another documentary as you know I do love the ducks um is not going quietly and I saw this last fall and this is about a remarkable man named A.D. Bryant and when he was uh, 32 he was diagnosed with ALS and he had just become a new father and Mm -hmm. he was a progressive politician. Anyway, he was, he was involved in progressive politics. He didn't actually run for office, but he was behind the scenes. So he was an activist anyway. And then because of his woes with healthcare, Mm -hmm. he became um, a conduit, I guess, for conversation. And he confronted Jeff Flake, who was then a Senator on an airplane and that went viral. And yeah. so, thus began his journey as a healthcare advocate.
2: Let me tell you, Addie is still alive and fighting, if you can believe it. I didn't know that any, any, I don't know of anybody that has lived as long with ALS as he has. He's amazing. And you're just picking these films that I also did a conversation with. So, Nick Bruckman, who is the director of that film, I have him in conversation with Stacey Newman. Who was one of our uh, state reps in our government here in St. Louis, and she was actually in the government when he was, you know, fighting. And so that conversation is also pretty amazing.
1: That that is great too. And then yeah. you've got some you've got some lighter features too, but oh. I would highly recommend those two. But uh, greener pastures.
2: That's why they talk
1: movie. about that one.
2: That's my favorite movie. I mean, here's this man. It's kind of a typical story. He, he worked for the post office his whole life, and when it comes time for him to retire, they privatized and he lost his pension. So his kids put him in, you know, um, a beautiful place. It's, you know, uh, what do you call that? It's an adult, adult community, um, and he's miserable. He won't unpack his boxes. He's sitting in his room, and his friends get him to come out and go on a field trip uh, to the zoo and they get off a little tram and they walk over to look at the zebras (laughs) and they start smoking a joint and he freaks out what are you doing you're drug addicts and he goes crazy and they say don't you know that when you turn 75 in these places that they'll give you a prescription for this stuff well he's not interested in that he's interested in getting out of there so he becomes a distributor That's just the very beginning, I won't give anything away because this film is so, there's twists and turns and unexpected and it's fantastic, yeah it's, in Israel it's going to be like it's nominated for Academy Award, it's really like, it's really clever.
0: Hence the name Greener Pastures.
2: Exactly, that's where it is.
0: <laughs> but you'd think you'd think your other movie, High Maintenance, would also that could also be the same. So
2: thing. that's the he High Maintenance. So High Maintenance is um, he's an artist. Danny Caravan is his name. He was super famous um, artist in Israel and um, not the easiest person, also, which is <laughs> where the name comes from. And um, I actually do have a talk back with with the director of that film and uh, Ellen Futterman, who's the uh, editor in chief of the Jewish line newspaper, she interviews him. Um, it's kind of amazing because it's art slash politics in another country and you see, because the director, um, Barack Hyman, the director of that film, and he's, he was very, he's very involved politically. So he would be working, he was dragging this man to you know to these protests and anyway it's it's very interesting about how difficult he was regarding his art um but what a brilliant artist that's really what it is he's a brilliant artist so that's a good one too
1: and i and like so- that uh, many of these are are not that long in length you know which is no, which is no nice
2: film it's an hour an hour and a half there's not like a, this oh, these days you're like you know is this over yet a little bit sometimes they're really long or well, spider-man in particular <laughs> for me i was like oh <laughs> this is really long but um yeah there that's why i say you could do like you know you could do a double feature and watch two. you know we have tiger within which is ed asner's last film oh and you know, he's as brilliant as this, in this film his, as ever. And it's a heavier-duty film. It's definitely a film about compassion. He meets a Runaway and a young girl. And it's their relationship. It's pretty beautiful. It's a pretty beautiful film. But, uh, you know, if you want to see Ed Asner's final performance, it's Tiger Within. Tango oh,
1: Shalom. Ahead. That sounds interesting.
2: Tango Shalom is a really silly movie. I laughed so <laughs> hard from the beginning of this movie to the end of this movie. I think we need it now. This this, this man who's an Orthodox Jew, he's, he's a teacher, and you just love him right away. You love who he is and his family, and everybody comes to him for everything. And meanwhile, his school's going to close down because they don't have enough money. So, you know, he's like, how can I make money? And he's walking by in New York, and he's walking by his window, and he sees – that uh, there's a tango contest and that someone's looking for a partner. But Orthodox men can't touch any but female except their wife. And so I won't give it away of how he tangos with this. It's hilarious. And he goes to advice from all other religions. So he goes to a Buddhist, he goes to a Muslim, he goes to the priest. It's really for advice on what he should do and it's, it's just it's really funny that's your fun movie
1: well it sounds like you have a wonderful variety this is the 27th year for this carl yeah it is yeah
0: i've i've been to many of them before uh my grandmother was a big uh proponent of the j when she was alive and when she lived in st louis uh you can go to jccstl.com for more information the festival starts on the 6th and it goes all the way through the 13th. You can get the all access pass for less than a hundred dollars. Or if you just want to see a single movie, it's only $15. And if you have any questions, just uh, go to the website and you, you can ask Diane, yeah. send, her, send her an email. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I We just told you everything. I don't know why you would have any questions at all or, <laughs> or, or just, just send Diane an email and say, Hey, I really enjoyed it. Cause you know what? You are an unsung hero on this because you've been putting this together. Didn't know if it was going to be in person. Didn't know if it was going to be virtual. And you've been working on this. And so a lot of your plans you have to shelve toward next year. Or there was a film you might not necessarily could get. And maybe that will come next year. You have a lot of plates spinning when you put a festival on like this. And so I want to say that I appreciate you and the hard work that you've done.
2: Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. Yeah, you can call my box office directly. You don't even talk to a human being if you want. It's 314-442-3179. Amy's there and she'll just hook you right up. You don't have to mess with anything. She'll just get you A nice,
0: A nice Jewish girl, Amy. She's going to be there for you. (laughs) And uh, I've
1: worked with her before because of the Wool Theater in the J. Right. And uh, she's wonderful.
2: She
1: knows it all. Oh, she's great. Because I used to be running from, I used to, Carl, uh, on Thursdays, they have a 7.30 instead of an 8 p.m. And I would be coming from teaching at Edwardsville. And I would always be like racing to get there. And she would meet me at the door and just whisk me on.
0: Oh, because you're special. That's why.
1: Well, no, because I didn't want to, I'm horrified to walk into a theater when the curtains already it's the curtain you know but I love the J. Ah, the oh, J you're, is so funny they have those the best people. bathrooms. I'm sorry do. Yeah, they do
2: they have, have the nicest bathrooms. bathrooms. That's the truth. <laughs> it is
1: yes and lovely people lovely 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 people. So I'm excited because I like your theme uh since I've had my website I, I run their press release every year and it's travel the world. Yeah and I yeah, like,
2: that. Get, and I like the your own
1: variety home. of the movies.
2: I'm so glad. You have to let me know. Carl. I will, will let you let know you what know. I
1: think. But yeah, I've already seen uh, Not Going Quietly. And next up is The Conductor. Because it's also National Women's History Month, as I said. And on my website, I am spotlighting women-centered films that people should be watching. And today in in history is the day that Helen Keller met Ann Sullivan.
2: Yeah, I saw her. Just
1: oh, wow. FYI. So, yeah. So, anything else you would like to tell us about your work?
2: No, you know, just that everybody's welcome at the J. We we, we have great film. We do have a new Jewish theater. We have a youth theater program. We have an amazing book festival, which we just had. Have. Have uh,
0: I love your book festival. There's always... A huge star and there's always a hidden gem. I, I cannot say much more praise than I have already given. The book festival is fantastic.
2: Yeah. So, you know, we, we love our cultural arts. We want people to know, um, like Lynn said at the beginning, that there's something for everyone. You can hear by us talking about the films that, you know, you're going to watch a conductor. You're not going to see anything Jewish in the film, we have other films also you know like we have a film from France called the specials and we have some pretty heavy duty ones 200 meters blue box lots of lots of films like something for everyone and so um, yeah you just have to tune in and, and like Carl said you can you can buy a single ticket to something and remember that's for a household that's not for a person right. so you know if you if you buy the pass, you can have, you know, friends over or your family or couples or whatever to watch, have a movie night.
0: Excellent. Which which
1: is great. Also, they have, uh, they have the trailers online too. So if you go to stljewishfilmfestival.org, you can see all the trailers. So you can make up your mind that way.
2: Yeah, I like the trailers. I mean, you can read a blurb, but somehow when you see the trailer, I mean, when I'm in the movie theater and I see the trailer, my girlfriend and I, we see tons of films, and this is what we do during the trailers. We go, oh, we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thumb
0: uh, or,
2: yeah, thumb up or thumb down, deciding on, uh, you know. If Gene
0: we, and we, Roger would be proud.
2: That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, trailers are really give you a good idea. You can see the actors in action instead of just reading about it
1: yeah especially if you're on the fence, do I you know would I like that? yeah, I love to see trailers where I know nothing, and uh, then all of a sudden you're like, Wow, when's that coming out? I gotta right. make sure I remember that because there's so much going on in the world right now. I think taking a movie break is always a good thing.
2: Oh, me too. I'm a big one for escaping sports, <laughs> sports, movies, whatever, just you know kind of let me out of here anything but the news right now. <laughs>
0: yes diane thank you very much for coming on with us today we appreciate it go to jccstl.com and you can find everything out about the j great
2: thank
0: you
1: thank you we're going to talk about a really long movie speaking of long (laughs)
0: movies (laughs) we're going to talk about a movie that doesn't need to be that long it is so long it's called the batman
1: and last night when I was on KTRS, Ray Hartman took issues with me uh, uh, because he doesn't like that title. He thinks it's like old people saying the Twitter. That's
0: that's not that's not how it is that the Batman is actually a name of a series of comics, comic books. So the Batman, it is acceptable to give it that name.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Well, the Batman, Carl and I braved the ice store. It was the aftermath of it. I was going to say it was over on Friday morning, but the streets were not so kind,
0: (laughs)
2: nor the sidewalks.
0: But because of that, because of the day before, we couldn't see it on the Thursday that I really, really wanted to see it. We had to see it on the Friday. So the theater actually was closed on Thursday. So we had to wait 48 minutes before we could see it because they were still downloading it because they hadn't gotten there the night before to do so. And then therefore, uh, it was so, so instead of a two hour and 58 minute movie, we had to wait an extra 48 minutes. So it was really a three hour and 45 minute movie.
1: Yes. I was having lunch at the high point around three
0: o'clock. Yeah. All right. Well, here's, here's what's going on. This is, um, the latest reboot of batman but yes this I, I, comes
1: after ben affleck's justice league turn he only did two but he was done he was like enough i'm not going to do the three
0: so this is not in any other continuity of the dc superman's not going to show up they're not you're not going to have wonder woman in the unless they i don't know well it all depends on what they do with flashpoint because if you are familiar with the flash and flashpoint they could bring robert pattinson into the dc cinematic universe expanded universe they could do they could do all that because it, it all depends on what happens with ezra miller's flashpoint
1: which is going to have michael keaton and ben affleck in it. so,
0: so that's, that's it
1: th- well apparently on this one which is matt reeves and screenwriter peter craig and Matt Reeves wrote it. And Peter Craig is the son of Sally Field. Oh. And he is an Oscar nominated screenwriter for The Town, one of my favorite early um, last decade movies. And he's done, he did the script for Top Gun Maverick and a whole, a Bad Boys for Life. So he's an action guy. And yes. Matt Reeves is known for the two prequels to planet of the apes, but not the first one
0: he but did. The peop- and the people, those are the ones people like people like those ones.
1: Yeah, he did. He did the, um, um dawn, dawn of, and the war for, right. And, uh, he also did, a. a I really like this movie. He did let me in, which was the American version of the Swedish. Let the film, right. One in let the right one in. And this was the vampire movie with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz and Richard Jenkins. Yes. And I thought he really created a mood and an atmosphere. And he's good at that. He did this. I personally, he and J.J. Abrams knew each other from high school. And they were like teenage film nerds together. And they they um, created Felicity.
2: They yes. are the ones
1: that created the Warner Brothers College drama, Felicity. So yes. that was his that was their first breakthrough, which I just love that, that thing and about did, him.
0: He he directed Cloverfield.
1: Yes, I do like the way he's going with this. There's been 80 years of Batman comics, and I have loved Batman since Adam West put on the tights in 1966, which
0: of which arguably is the worst Batman. <laughs>
1: Right. But that introduced me to the Cape Crusader, the Dark Knight and the DC Comics. And I actually bought some comics back then. Yeah, but you know what?
0: See, that's so therefore it's not the worst Batman because it made you go in deeper to what Batman was. Batman was a detective back in the 40s.
1: Well, that's why DC is Detective Comics right so Bob Kane and Bill fingers are created this this guy so this takes place this is the second year of the Batman project this is when Bruce Wayne has channeled his uh vengeance or his revenge or his noble uh, uh, sense of justice into cleaning up Gotham City but Gotham City in this one this is a pitch black very gloomy very gritty gotham city and batman
0: legacy it's even more gritty and dirty and nasty than the the bane version of the christopher nolan and christian bale batman so which is weird which is weird because you know you thought oh oh dark knight and dark knight rises and batman begins those are all the grittiest dirtiest versions no the batman is worse than that
1: well the batman is unrelentingly grim it has no joy no smiles at least in the dark night christian bale my favorite batman is christian bale and the reason is because he embodied the crime fighter but he was the perfect billionaire playboy he he projected both those facets of bruce wayne to the best like Let i me tell- think go ahead go ahead i was going to say i think michael keaton and Bat- and ben affleck were perfectly fl- fine they're glib charmers and so you go with them because you like them and even though val kilmer and george clooney are charismatic actors those movies were terrible
0: they're not batman i there are things there are things about both batman forever and batman and robin that are Redeemable, there are things that in that movie and those movies that you can like, and there are things in a lot of people think that the best Batman of the last 25 years were the animated Batman, yes. even though, even though the killing joke is awful. It, what they do with that is they just ruined a great story by adding a whole Batman Batgirl romance, it was that that ruined the whole thing. But <sighs> Batman, the animated series. And Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill doing all those things. They are some people still argue that is the best Batman in the last 25 or more years.
1: Yeah, that that started in 1992. That's when my kids were little and we started watching that. And that was very good. That was uh, way better for that time period than than you would ever think.
0: And it, that, that's gritty, too but not as gritty as the Batman. Let me tell you two things that I like about the Batman before we start like ripping it apart. One, one. The first thing I like is that there is no Martha Wayne gripping her pearls and they all fall down to the ground outside of the theater. There is none of that, that I love. And two, every, every time you look at Batman slash Bruce Wayne, you look to see if they look like each other. Bruce Wayne is an emo kid and Batman is a badass. They do not look like each other. I loved that because normally you would look at Batman and you go, well, how can no one tell that that's Bruce Wayne? This is the only time that I've ever seen this in, in all these 80 years that Bruce Wayne doesn't look like he's the Batman. And I really appreciated that because that's a small thing. But, you know, how how do they not know that Clark Kent is Superman? I would not have known that Bruce Wayne is Batman.
1: I agree with what you said there. I did like Robert Pattinson as that because nobody outbroods him. Uh, You know, a lot of people uh, uh, diss the Twilight movies. I will say the first Twilight is an excellent high school movie.
0: I it think is, I broke up with, I don't know if I broke up after new moon or if I broke up after eclipse. I know I didn't see either of the breaking dots,
1: which are terrible. And I read all the books. So, uh, Why? The two breaking daunt, because I'm a girl. Okay. you Because said it, I needed me. to know what everybody was talking about. Such, Did is you read 50 shades
0: of gray then too?
1: No, well, no. Um, I got 50 pages. No, I think I got to page 14 of, uh, Of uh, 50 Shades, and I went, This is trash. And I just. But
0: you can say that about Twilight, too.
1: Well, I know. I was, hey, I had just, this was the when the 2008 when the financial crash happened, and I lost my job that I gave everything to for six years, like 50, 60 hours a week job. And uh, so I had time on my hands.
0: Okay. And I thought, uh, you know, I should. We're getting off track.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But anyway. You know, sometimes movies, uh, books hit you at a specific time. Yes. So anyway, but this is my first introduction to Robert Pattinson was the Twilight movies because I did not see him in the Harry Potter movie that he was in. But he, a uh, fun fact, uh, Jamie Cedric Dorn- Diggory. Yeah. Jamie Dornan and Andrew Garfield were together on James Corden uh, back in when their movies came out in uh, mm-hmm november and they were part of a group of british actors that came to hollywood for pilot season that's what they call it in hollywood when yes. all these actors want to be cast in these pilots so it was jamie dornan robert pattinson eddie redmayne and a couple other guys that i'm forgetting right now so they all came to new uh, all came to hollywood around the same time and they were really totally broke and they were hanging out at this one place in in, uh sunset strip and they would like order uh like they made them order food so they'd order one hamburger and they'd each take a bite that kind of thing Uh so fun fact but anyway he has redeemed himself as an actor post twilight because he has made very interesting independent movie choices yes and A Good Time, I tell people, watch Good Time and you'll never think of him in the same way again. And he would, to me, he was the best actor in Tenet. And uh, you know, so we can go on and on him. But I think nobody outbroods him. Uh, he has more to emote and less to say in this. I do like that narration. The, ner- the narration seems Well, at the beginning, you, you
0: don't know who it is. You don't know if it's the Riddler or, or if it's actually Batman. You don't know because... Things are happening. They're not telegraphed very well at the very beginning. The beginning is very disjointing.
1: Well, the the beginning starts with a very gruesome murder, and uh, the uh, this will take twists and turns. But Riddler is not this laughing maniac like Jim Carrey and Frank Gorshin were. No, uh, no this, this is, is this is
0: a version of the Riddler we've never seen before.
1: No, this is a deeply disturbing. Riddler.
0: Paul Dano plays the Riddler, Which but you don't is, really see Paul Dano at all.
1: No, but he's great. Well, you see him in the one diner scene and that is a brilliant scene.
0: Well, there are, uh, I want you to say some more positive things about the film before because <laughs> I, I I those are my two big takeaways. I, I guess I could say that you didn't know. I didn't know that was Colin Farrell until the end
1: totally unrecognizable uh he uh he's I, I had to think twice like oh yeah Colin Farrell's in this movie because uh because he looks so different now I think this portrayal of the penguin is more of a thug he's more of a in the crime boss world I will say John Turturro as crime boss Carmine Falcone is really good I thought he was menacing just the way he he uses his words. He was
0: supposed to be, yeah.
1: Yeah, he uses his words to destroy people <laughs> besides the the violence, the menacing. And this is a really, really, I keep saying dark, but there's no other word. I mean, the, the cinematographer, Greg Fraser, he works with um, Matt Reeves, but he did Doom. Uh-huh. And so he takes the gloom palette to new heights and uh, he punctuates it with Blood red.
0: Well, he also he also did Zero Dark Thirty and Rogue One and uh, Lion.
1: And Michael Giacchino, who's worked with Matt Reeves on five movies, did this music. And it's yeah, faulty. but he's
0: also he's also done Pixar music for most of his career, too. My, yeah, he has he expanded. Won. Yeah, right. He has he expanded. his Up. Yeah. And oh, he was nominated them. for
1: Ratatouille. And then he Fantastic. won. The, he won a couple Grammys for that. And then he uh, won an Emmy for the lost music.
0: Oh, so do you think that he's going to uh, get his EGOT soon?
1: Well, that would he's, re-
0: require he's got to do some Tony.
1: Yeah, he's got to do a music. He's got to do music for a he's got to
0: do the Batman, the musical.
1: Well, I like the way Catwoman is portrayed in this by Zoe Kravitz. I thought actually this was a new twist because she becomes a she forms an alliance with Batman of sorts. Yeah, but
0: there's always been an alliance between Batman and Catwoman. I mean, there's all and there's also always the sexual tension. I mean, even even Michelle Pfeiffer and Anne Hathaway had those kind of which things. I liked. Okay. I like so basically I like, like Catwoman, Yeah. But this one is just a well, not, little... not Halle Berry because Halle Berry didn't ha- deal with a Batman.
1: Yeah. I'm not talking about those standalone movies, but I do think as speaking of standalone movies, Joker, I do think uh, this one takes a page from how uh, lawless and uh, just uh, it's not as violent. Now, this is a PG-13, which I was shocked at because yeah. it appears to me to be an R.
0: Well, the, we have to mention the rest of the stellar cast. Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon. Uh, and, uh, Andy Serkis is Alfred. I, I liked I liked Andy Serkis in that role.
1: I did. I didn't like the way Bruce treated him, but no. I I liked uh, Andy. I, he he is the archetypal dutiful servant and uh, British gentleman. And uh, I liked how they showed Wayne Manor as not this grand mansion, but as this crumbling, decaying, once beautiful space. It's just gone to hell. And uh, Batman is, if you noticed, uh, Robert Pattinson uh, has a really uh, uh, sickly pallor in this because he has become a nocturnal animal.
0: And 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 he's... he doesn't heal as fast as all the other superheroes. He gets beat up and it doesn't uh, I mean he's bulletproof which is weird because I I don't know. I don't know why Batman Batman gets shot a lot in this movie.
1: Yeah, well what I found was uh interesting because the bat suit's really imposing I think in this one. And I don't know how tall Robert Pattinson is but when he is walking into the room behind Jim Gordon he looks enormous. And he's very imposing. And that suit was uh pretty uh uh imposing too. And uh I liked, like like the little thing he takes off the little bits, whatever. He doesn't yeah. seem to have as many toys in this, but the appearance of the Batmobile is awesome. And uh the bat cycle is used a lot, but he doesn't have the gizmos that Christian Bale seemed to have at his disposal.
0: Now let's let's turn and say. This movie is very deliberate and slow.
1: Yes, it's like they took pregnant pauses to extreme. It's unnecessarily so, like you and I have talked about this. Max has talked about this with us. We don't care if a movie is three hours, if it zips along, and I'll want more. Um, the good thing about this movie is after I saw it, we all thought, I thought it could have ended four times by the time it finally ended. Kind of like
0: just- uh, the uh, Return of the King. Return of the King had four or five endings, places that it could have ended and just didn't. Because they wanted to hit three hours, it seemed. But this movie, oh, first of all, we need to tell: as soon as Batman and Catwoman get on their bikes, you can leave. <laughs> you can leave as soon as as soon as they're it's when you realize that the movie is over and they get on their bikes, you can leave. You don't need to stick around another ten minutes for anything else. Uh, there is something online there that, for a half of a second there is a website that pops up. You can find that if you really, really, really want to find out what that is, you can go online because if it was going to matter to you, you would know how to get it and find it anyway. It's not going to have anything to do with you. So this is not a Marvel movie. There is no mid credit scene. There is no post credit scene. Once the movie's over, you can leave because you've already wasted an extra, probably half hour longer than it needed to be.
1: Well, the whole the, once the seawall storyline starts happening, I'm I was done. I was like, we don't need this. We yeah, do that not
0: was, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I don't know. Uh,
1: but I did like I like where Matt Reeves is going with this. I don't think it's perfect. It's it's got a nine point one on IMDb. I gave it a B. And no I, one's seen
0: it yet. Only critics have seen it.
1: I know but uh, that's the critic thing, and Rotten Tomatoes is 87, now. I'll be posting mine later, but I gave it a B, which is still fresh, but I'm not raving like it's the best Batman, because I still think Christopher Nolan's is the gold standard, and uh, you know, you got to prove me wrong there, but I do, I am interested to see what the next one's gonna be? Where he's gonna go with this? If you
0: remember, The Dark Knight was preceded by Batman Begins, and Batman Begins was just fine. Uh, some people like Batman Returns better than Batman. I don't. I'm not one of those people, but no, I not
1: with the penguins with the little machines on them or whatever the the thing. Yeah, I but do. You, like but you Christmas. get
0: Catwoman, and you get. Did there are there? One, uh, uh,
1: but it is talk about tim burton being that well speaking of tim of uh, burton's movies you know he brought the goth to the batman yes. universe but this takes the gothic really farther than even tim burton did because it's very gothic in in everything but there is it's just there's no light in this there's no joy there's no fun we don't have any kind of light moment at all, no. If you th- There's I can't nothing funny. Recall.
0: No, it's just it's just a lot.
1: It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to unpack. There's quite a few villains in this, I think. And uh, every Batman uh, universe is different. I'm rather murky on this on this timeline because we never it takes know. place.
0: But it-, it it takes place in you know, it turn of the century that 20th century going into the 21st century that's when this the movie starts 20 years ago
1: but uh the i do like about how he uh the riddler exposes the corruption in the city which showing who the you know the the uh, underworld the greasy palms the greed the corruption the underground a club the iceberg and uh Catwoman becomes more of a champion for women than previously explored, which is interesting. So yeah, there's a lot to unpack, but I do think it was probably stuffed with too many villains because did I don't think the penguin thing is very developed at all.
0: No, not really. But it's it just adds someone else. And then uh, bat, that's what they... That's what they try to do with Batman. Besides, besides even the first Batman with Tim, uh, by Tim Burton, that just has basically one villain. And it kind of, it's funny (laughs) that the very first Batman, the first uh, Harvey Dent is Billy D. Williams. And then he becomes Tommy Lee Jones later, weird. But even, even if you look at Batman Begins, there is more than one villain. You've got the Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul. So there there are more than one villain Batman has so many iconic villains that they try to shoehorn in all of them and they always they all do that
1: right well uh one of the things that Matt Reeves did do that I really uh, liked was he uh takes a genre film and he gives it fear uh, It brings an uh, introduces an element of fear like for modern day the way we think modern day because modern day tensions or i so he creates this whole uh off very unsettling thing where it, uh, it's almost like a horror movie the way he builds that tension
0: well they want to make they want to make three of these they want to do a TV series about the Gotham police department and they even want to do something spinning off the penguin. So. It, a, penguin, a Penguin prequel. And you find out how you get, how Colin Farrell got the scar on his face. Oh,
1: oh, well, let's see what, what happens. But I do think uh the reaction. I mean, you know, the fanboys are going crazy on film Twitter. I mean, just insane. But, uh, I do think when that all comes down, people, the normal person's going to be, this was really long.
0: Yeah. And I, there are things about it that I like. I t- I've i mentioned several things that I like. It's just that it's a little bloated <laughs> and bloated I, is
1: a right word. Um, I heard the word diluted.
0: Oh, the uh, other
1: day. and And I think that's good too, because I think that, that, going on and on and on at the end it really dilutes it. Because if it would have stopped before the seawall, it would have been fine.
0: Yeah, uh, that whole- It
1: still is very, it's purposely slow. Like you said, deliberate. Deliberate. It
0: just keeps going.
1: Well, unfortunately this week, because they're conceding, all the movies are conceding to Batman, we only have a few things going on. After Gang starts at the Plaza Frontenac, and this movie has Colin Farrell in it.
0: What is the penguins in this one, too?
1: Yeah, it's a small indie and it's about loss and grief. And uh, I uh, wanted to watch it, but I took so long in trying to get the Disney uh, debut <laughs> to open yes. for me the other night with the Google Authenticator that. Uh, my uh, movie plans this week went out the window and then I tried to up watch the Lucy and Desi doc link that I was sent and it uh, 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 uploaded to 51% and froze.
0: So did and you watch the I- first
1: half? Yeah, well no i couldn't because oh it was, because
0: you couldn't it wasn't one of those that you could like watch it as it's uploading you had to wait till it was completely downloaded
1: yeah and they go oh this is taking slower than normal you know you get the thing and i even rebooted and i told the guy so it's going to be on amazon starting friday amy poehler directed this documentary it was at sundance and it's going to be on amazon prime and it is the uh uses audio tapes that Lucy Arnest found of her mother when she was going through her stuff because Lucy had written an autobiography and she had made these tapes. And so it's a little more personal uh, a glimpse into her life, into her and Desi's relationship, which, as you know, was rocky personally. But professionally, they were pioneers and uh, their TV show is considered a landmark. And so yeah. it has that whole
0: dichotomy. Well, also, also, you can see unlike being the Ricardos, which I loved but I hated at the same time love I loved the movie, I think it was great. Aaron Sorkin just needs to try not to squeeze everything into one week, so especially right. the, things the, that yeah, have
1: people have issues with the fictional liberties. well,
0: and also the J. Edgar Hoover thing never happened, and that that was just that shoehorning that. Not everything needs to fit into one shoe. Um, this is actually more documentary than it is, you know, being the Ricardos, which once again, I really enjoyed as a piece it, of fiction.
1: People, people do like uh, to know more about this. So this is a deeper dive and Amy Poehler did it. So I'm looking forward to it. I guess I'll watch it on Amazon prime. And then uh, speaking of, you mean you're not,
0: you're yeah. not going to watch West side story on loop on Disney.
1: Uh, I will probably get to that one of these days again, because it is my favorite movie of the year. And I am going to vote for it on my CCA ballot, my CCA ballot, Okay. because those awards are March 13th. This Sunday, well, we'll talk about awards in a minute, but on streaming, you can see some of the Oscar nominees right now. Uh, West Side Story started on HBO Max and Disney Plus Tuesday which is Belfast. weird that it's
0: on both.
1: Yeah, it's on both. Belfast is video on demand and DVD and uh because I was checking the other day and it was like 1999 uh till they made the announcement uh that March 1st it was going to be available on uh, on uh DVD. So now the price is lower. So anybody that wants to see Kenneth Kenneth ba- uh Branda's autobiography, I thought well, well, featuring we'll
0: featuring to... Jamie Dornan, who we just talked about.
1: Yes. And um a, a wonderful performance from Jude Hill, the little boy. Just fabulous. And the grandparents, Kieran Hines and Judy Dench.
0: Yes, Judy Dench is fantastic.
1: Oh well, Kieran Hines. I mean, it's just great. It's about family, it's about uh determining that you must leave your home because uh, you can't live there anymore. And uh just the whole thing about family and the memories you take along of your li- your previous life and all that so it's it's worth it and then coda Carl uh, I know a lot of people that want to see it because it did win big at the Screen Actors Guild the other day Yay. It, won- it won best ensemble I figured that it was between that and Belfast and I think now this gives it big mo going into um, the Oscars
0: there's a lot and- of ba- power of the dogs getting a little backlash now but that the backlash is getting backlash, so it all depends on where power of the dog uh, is uh, on the pendulum.
1: I was talking but, to. Uh, I was going to well, say,
0: Coda you. is Coda does have a strong shot to knock it off, and I would love if it did. But go ahead. What were you going to say? No,
1: I was going to say it'd be wonderful if it would, because it just grabs everybody's heart. It just gra- people that don't go to movies very often. They've told me that they just love this
0: movie. Well, and, I did. And and, and t- talking about uh, catching you, neither Belfast nor the power of the dog got, caught me. Uh, and I, I can appreciate everything that they are and everything that they are. But I, it just didn't resonate with me. And like Coda does. Like Coda does. Absolutely. Well, a
1: friend of mine argued with me the other day that that uh, she said that uh, she goes, Coda, best picture. She goes, it's predictable. And I said, yeah, but it grabs your heart. It earns your heart. I said in my review, it's predictable, but it will earn your emotional, it will earn it honestly. It, it just, all of a sudden you're just like so invested in this family. But a, a person who deals a lot with uh, people with disabilities about making things accessible, she told me this is the first movie where you're like, oh, look at those poor, you're not, oh, look at those poor deaf people. Oh, look people. at those
0: deaf people.
1: It's it's uh, look at look at how many obstacles they have to go through in society. And I think that's a shift, you know, because when we're watching that concert scene and the director makes the choice to go to no audio. Wow. That's a moment.
0: It is. It's a it's just a fantastic. It was my favorite. Let's see, since my number one film was animated, my number two film was a documentary. It was my number three number three film, so my number one narrative story, narrative live action film of last year. So you can see it now that it's available for rent. So Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say. You don't have to have Apple Plus. You can rent it on Amazon Prime for $2.99, on Google Play for $2.99, whatever platform you use. To rent films for streaming, you can go there and you can watch where, it. Can, where
0: can I get drive my car if I want to spend another three hours?
1: I know it is now on HBO Max.
0: Now, does I'm HBO gonna do Max? I'm going to do another have... dive.
1: I'm going to do another dive into it because I don't get what the, all the fuss is about.
0: Does Does HBO Max have the things like Netflix where you can speed the movie up? because i think i w- i think i would enjoy that in both the batman and drive my car
1: yeah well the batman is only in theaters despite i, being know, the I know i know because, because they remember- said last year. last year
0: right hey did you finally watch no exit on hulu
1: i did i did
0: you did let's talk about that for a second that stars the uh, former president of the united states dennis Habert.
1: yes and he's very good he plays a- uh, retired military guy who with a gambling problem, <laughs> oh. and uh, it's interesting. It's one of those movies uh, that is a one a, in a in a confined space, and uh, it's. Fun. I didn't know it was from a book till I heard Max talk about it, or Maxie, let's say Maxie, mm-hmm. and um, Havana Roseview, who was the older sister in the sky is everything. She, I think she's going to be, uh, uh in a, quite a few movies. I think her star is rising. She plays this hero, you know, heroin, but she's got issues. She is in recovery for drugs, heroin, and she finds out her mother is in the hospital. Uh, she had a brain aneurysm and So she breaks out of rehab to go see her mom, even though her sister's like, nobody wants to see you, you know, one of those things where in the family, you know, estranged from the family. And uh, she's, she uh, starts heading into uh, this blizzard in Utah and right around the time of uh, where the mountains are, she gets stopped and she's forced to go to this rest stop where all these other travelers are killing time till the roads are passable. And that's where Dennis Hayes Bert, and his wife, they're on their way to Vegas. And uh, then there's these two young guys. And uh, it's uh, interesting because there's no self-service in the rest stop. So this girl goes outside and she uh, is trying to, you know, see if she can get a bar on her phone and she hears something in this van, and she looks inside this van, and there's a little girl in there with duct tape tied to her, so one of the people in the rest stop, five people, and well, she's one of them, so four people, um, there's only six people in this, well, there's the police officer, but anyway, never mind, but, uh, she's like oh my god somebody inside kidnapped this little girl and she doesn't know whose van it is and so she goes inside and she's trying to figure out like what do i do i gotta get the kid out and uh what if we have a murderer in our midst you know like we're in we're in trouble and so she uh yeah she's got lots of issues here
0: is it suspenseful is it actually yeah it's
1: suspenseful um you you um, uh, uh there's a there's a couple of twists that are pretty good that i didn't see coming um and then uh it's a it's a solid like i i said it's a b movie because the guy who directed it damien power he does movies like that he does like peekaboo killing ground those are the kind of things he does but actually this has something i think it's because it's got a good cast and i thought it was a good story i mean because it's like an agatha christie that kind of thing where it's um contained room and there's suspense and somebody did something and you don't know who it is and then you're going to figure out who it is but there's danger involved in trying to do that so it becomes a tale of survival
0: danger danger involving a child
1: yes which is a interesting uh choice so so you find out uh who has the kid why they have the kid what's going on that they, oh and then the kid has some kind of medical issue where uh if she gets overly excited she, she goes into some kind of adrenal distress
0: there's Addison's a name disease. For it. Addison's disease.
1: Aha, yes. So that's an interesting aspect too. Yeah. So it has some Danny Ramirez. He's a familiar face, and Dale Dickey. She's a longtime. I character. love
0: Dale Dickey. She was she was great on My Name Is Earl. Uh,
1: she plays um, Dennis Haysbert's wife.
0: Well, and she was also in Winter. She she got an Independence spirit award for uh winter's bone oh but i I loved it i've been a fan of dale dickies for a long time
2: so yeah
1: so it's on hulu i check it out it's only 90 minutes carl 90 minutes thank you god it's like a beacon of light when you see you can watch
0: you can watch two of these instead of seeing the batman
1: (laughs) it's a nice way to kill a saturday night you know like before saturday night Lives on Speaking of Oscar Isaac's gonna be the host this week. So that'll be fun. Yay. I hope he's I I mean he's never been except that one guest yeah he, he had a guest period. appearance. Um okay, so we're in the thick of award season because Screen Actors Guild was Sunday, and Apple TV Plus was the big winner because Ted Lasso won uh comedy ensemble and Coda won movie ensemble. So that was a, a great showing for them and then succession one drama ensemble uh i i loved it i always like when they start with the who's an actor part right and they started with cousin greg Pat. nicholas braun from succession and that was a brilliant to just start with cousin greg and then uh, they uh ended with lin-manuel miranda david diggs and leslie uh, Odom Jr., but they didn't get to sing. They didn't sing. So it was no opening number like a song or anything, but they got to it. And Helen Mirren won Lifetime Achievement. And uh Michael Keaton won Best Actor for Dope Sick in a limited series or TV movie. And he was in the bathroom because he thought he had time to go. <laughs> and yeah, I, I was that. in that- darker hanger for the cca awards in 2020 and the restrooms are outside they're oh. in those things so he had a run in to this huge you know thing and he he's pretty nimble for as old as he is and uh, got on stage but his speech was so heart it was great i encourage anybody Uh, wants to see a good acceptance speech to go to YouTube and see Michael Keaton's because he talks about being an actor and and you know sure it's narcissistic to get awards but what kind of profession can you be in where you actually kind of can can provoke thought conversation You can even do actual change. And Dope Sick is about the opioid crisis. And then he got personal. He said his net, he dedicated his award to his nephew who, uh, and then I looked it up. He died of opiate overdose in, in 2016. He goes, this is for my nephew. And he, he uh, got really emotional. He could hardly get through it. And for my sister, Pam. And it's good because it does affect me. So I think that's good that he said that, that he's been affected. His family's been affected. It's very personal for a lot of people in this country, including me, as you know. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that was good. But Dope Sick, I finally dived into it. Have you seen it? I have not. It's on Hulu. I was scrolling through Hulu the other day because, you know, because of No Exit. There's a ton of movies on there that we've talked about all year. And they're now on Hulu. Uh, no small uh, small engine repairs on Hulu.
0: Good, I like that movie.
1: But have you seen Dope Stick yet?
0: I have not. Not yet. One of it, your favorites, just... Caitlin Deaver,
1: is Ooh, really I like
0: good in that. Well, so... you've you've got that on Hulu. You've got the Independent Spirit Awards this weekend. Next weekend's Critics' Choice. That's Lynn and Max's Association. Then the Oscars are March twenty seventh. And you know what, Lynn? Next week we're going to give away tickets to see Mr. Blue Sky.
1: We are. It's the ELO tribute band, and they're going to be at Delmar Hall. And we're going to have Jeff Faulkner. They have a St. Louis connection. They have ten people in their band, Mr. Blue
2: Sky.
0: I'm I'm looking forward to it because I I really enjoy ELO, and I've I've saw. Jeff Lynn's ELO at Madison Square Garden. And I saw the orchestra, which is also featuring members of everybody but Jeff Lynn. I saw them at Epcot. So I really and I saw them within six months of each other. So within a year, I saw most of the living members of ELO, except Bev Bevan, because he doesn't tour anymore.
1: Oh, well, I like traveling Wilberries, but that's Uh, a whole other thing.
0: That's just one. Yeah,
1: I know. But uh, that'll be fun. And then um, uh, Jerry Dick Knight won our contest for Hi, Jerry. Uh, R- Rory Phelan as uh, the life George Michael. of George Michael. And that was Tuesday night. And he uh, gave us a shout. out he, he put pictures online, but it would look like a great show. So River City Casino, if you want to see their lineup, they have a lot of tributes coming up. And we're going to be giving tickets to quite a few of them,
0: Carl good we can you can go to pop life com to find out more about that lynn where can we find you
1: i am on ktrs every thursday night after the 10 p.m news with ray hartman except last night we did it because we're preempted by the Arch-
0: basketball madness
1: yes. and um uh, i guess northern iowa drake and loyola are the teams to beat i guess Yes, because uh,
0: tonight we're gonna tonight they're gonna be Indiana State and Illinois State, and then Evansville and Valparaiso. Those are the play-in games tonight.
1: Yeah, my my team, I can only hope for a miracle because they're three and fifteen in the conference. Ooh, yeah,
0: <laughs> Woo-hoo! yeah they're, not the they're, days they're, they're, of
1: Doug Collins. When I was a freshman, Doug Collins was the number one draft pick in the country. Just FYI.
0: Well, they're the number. They're not the worst team. They're the number eight seed, so they're not number ten. So. Yeah, which is
1: which is true but hey we used to have a great team so um okay and then i am in the webster kirkwood times every friday and online there and then uh website poplifestl.com. we're going to be spotlighting women's movies all months good yeah and then we do this every week and i'm excited because next week we are going to have jeff faulkner of mr blue sky on as our guest
0: Well, you can find me at underscore Carl, the intern on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me on the Mark Cox morning show Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, the Second Amendment radio and the great outdoors. So that's where I am.
1: Yes. And you can be heard on Max on movies on KTRS because I listened to you and Max do a deep dive into the Foo Fighters and oh, are yeah. just Foo Fighters, not the Foo Fighters, Foo Correct. Fighters Get and it right. uh, Studio six, six, six. But I enjoyed it because you guys know your musical lineage and your musical uh, it Carl's just FYI, everybody. Carl's like a musical encyclopedia.
0: Oh, uh, uh, I I fake a lot more than I actually know, but I do, I will admit I retain a lot of that stuff.
1: Well, it's fun. It's fun. Thank you
0: for saying so.
1: Well, sure. And uh, we will, uh, we'll talk uh, Pixar next week. And uh, uh, we got a lot going on, Carl, but that was fun to talk about the St. Louis film fest, uh, St. Louis Jewish film festival, because it really is worth a look.
0: Go JCCSTL.com. Have a good weekend, everyone.
1: Bye, everybody. Stay safe. Stand strong, Ukraine. We are with you, and uh, let's let's uh, go spring.